As the music fades, we begin episode 112 of Three Things with JR. Welcome to the show. It is the final show of the year. I'm recording this Monday night, December 26th, the day after Christmas. I'll remind you that I might sound different on this show in this microphone because of the different room I am sitting in and the acoustics of this room. Hopefully it sounds okay. I can kind of hear the heat pump going outside, which is right outside the wall from where I'm sitting now. So if you can hear that in the background, it's kind of a low frequency drone sound. I apologize. It's just part of the deal. So in my last episode of Three Things with JR, I mentioned that I would be auditioning for a role in The Sound of Music at Shannon Arts. And I wanted to to see if you could guess which role I would be auditioning for. Which role in that show do you think I see myself as? Or being uh, best at portraying, I should say. And the answer to that is Max Detweiler, Uncle Max, as the kids call him. He's the uh, he's the guy who's in charge of uh, arts and entertainment for the country of Austria, and he um, he's a good friend of Captain Georg von Trapp, and he hangs out. And in the movie, he doesn't sing at all, but in the show, in the stage production, he sings two songs, both of which are perfectly. In my register, I can definitely sing the two songs Max needs to sing. Now, so I I know I can do the character. I know I can do the singing. But do I look and feel like Max Detweiler? Probably not. I'm a little big to be Max Detweiler. I'm a little bald to be Max Detweiler. So did the people at Shannon Arts see me as Max Detweiler? Ah, I don't think they did. And if they did, they saw somebody else that was better because I did not get the role of Max Detweiler in The Sound of Music. However, I did get a role. And it's probably the next best role for me personally in The Sound of Music. I will be playing Erzeller in The Sound of Music. Now, he's a Nazi. He's a big bad Nazi. He's the bad guy in this show. Uh, He doesn't have a large role in the show, but when he's there, he's kind of a dick. He, uh, he makes, he makes sure that the Von Trapps are flying the flag of the third Reich. He tells captain Von Trapp to sing right there in his home Uh, He reminds everybody who's in charge now that Germany has invaded and taken over Austria. And uh, he's a bit of a jerk. And uh, he's going to do some heiling. Heil! I'm going to have to get good at that. Because that is sort of my, or Captain, or Air Zeller's signature line in the show, is doing the whole heil thing. And so I will be one hell of a hiler. I will be an amazing Nazi. I will be the best damn Nazi Stanton, Virginia has ever seen. And I hope everybody remembers it's just a character. It's acting. I am not a Nazi in real life, not any kind of Nazi. So uh, it will truly be acting. I will have to probably, probably adopt a little bit of a German accent. It's kind of weird. In The Sound of Music, uh, in the live-ish, stage-ish performances that I've been able to find online uh, and in the movie, very few people talk like they would have talked in Austria uh, at that time, in the late 1930s. Uh, They mostly talk with a refined British accent. Uh, which uh, not not an Austrian accent, uh, very little of a German accent, and certainly they don't really talk in Austrian or in German. So it's kind of weird. But uh, so I, I think my Erzeller is going to have a bit of a German accent. So because I think that seems appropriate. 
Anyway, uh, please uh, make plans to come check out The Sound of Music at Shannon Arts. It'll be there live uh, the middle two weekends of March. So uh, make sure you're coming out to check out the best Nazi Stanton has ever seen. Uh, I'm happy to report that the guy they did get to play, Max Detweiler, is going to be fantastic as Max Detweiler, as are the uh, entire rest of the cast, and it is a large cast. Lots of nuns, uh, lots of uh, lots of Nazis, and lots of children, and uh, of course, uh, not lots of uh, rich people. So... There you go. Um, my girlfriend Kiki also auditioned for the role of a nun. She was kind of hoping to be one of the nuns uh, that in the beginning of the show gets to sing How Do We Solve a Problem Like Maria? But she didn't get that. She got a uh, just a non-named nun. She's part of the nun chorus. They will get to sing quite a bit at the beginning, and then again at the uh, funeral. The uh, not the funeral, the wedding, the von Trapp wedding. Uh, they uh, they will really get to belt out some Latin and some. Uh, they will do a reprise of how do we solve a problem like Maria. Uh, so she's very happy. She might also have to do some costume changes and uh, dance the waltz at the at the party at the Von Trapp family house. Now, if you've never seen Sound of Music, this might all sound uh, very unfamiliar, not clear what I'm talking about, but also shame on you. You should have seen the Sound of Music by now. So there. Merry Christmas, everybody. I'm recording this the day after Christmas, so this is my Christmas show. It's the last show of the year, and uh, I just wanted to, uh, to let everybody know, Merry Christmas. Now, uh, for Christmas, how did I celebrate? What I did this weekend, uh, I took Friday off of work, so I had a nice three-day Christmas weekend, and uh, I got to sleep in all three days. Uh, now, Kiki, my girlfriend, wouldn't be happy if she knew how late I slept in each day uh, because she was up very early each morning taking care of horse stuff, uh, and I was up uh, to help. Uh, basically, I slept in and I helped with barn and horse stuff. So if I wasn't sleeping, I was probably outside in the frigid cold weather, uh, either uh, feeding horses or giving them water or figuring out how to uh, thaw out the water pipes at the barn so we could give the horses water, throwing hay down from the barn. Uh, we also did uh, we also did some moving. We're still f you know putting the finishing touches on moving out of our old house and into this one. All of that uh, involved a lot of being outside in the cold. And wow, was it cold. Uh, no snow, uh, just cold. And uh, it would have been a lot worse if there was snow on the ground. I typically love it when there's snow, but doing what we had to do with the horses and stuff uh, would have been significantly harder and suckier if there was snow on the ground. Another update on stuff I brought up in the last show, uh, the United States Postal Service. I did the whole change of address with them. Their website, mixed feelings on their website in the last episode, uh, still have some mixed feelings. Uh, they, they, are, they, they, they are sending me mixed signals. They're mailing me things that say, uh, hey, we noticed there was a change of address on your on your address and it conflicts with another change of address. And so we're going to send you a piece of mail at your old address and your new address. And you need to go to the website with the code in the mail to verify everything. And I did receive those two pieces of mail at the old house and the new house. And in both instances, I went to the website. I was finally able to get logged into my account and ne ne not once did the website allow me or present any kind of way to enter the code that was in these two pieces of mail. And I'm still getting informed delivery, which means I get to see pictures of all the things that will be in the mail, which is cool. But today I got an email that said informed delivery has been suspended because you haven't entered your code to verify your change of address. And I didn't get any email with pictures of my mail today. So... Uh, I went, as soon as I got home, I went to the website, and once again, no way to enter the code, uh, and uh, I realized why I didn't get an informed delivery email with pictures of my mail today. It was because there was no mail today, so 
that's I, I we'll see. Do I get an informed delivery email tomorrow with pictures of all of our mail? I don't know. But uh, according to my account, everything is in order and entered and verified and all of that. So uh, I tried to do a uh, chat. It, it, it had a little uh, online chat bot thing on the website so that I could maybe contact a human at the United States Postal Service. And so I open up the chat window and I fill out my name and address and, or my name and, you know, uh, zip code and phone number and email and all and what I want to talk to them about. And I hit chat now, and uh, it takes a few seconds, and then comes back and says, this chat has been closed since there are no of agents available. Boom. And now the option to chat with them is gone. Uh, even though it says they're open till 8.30 p.m., and this was about an hour ago at about 6.30 p.m., so postal service, maybe, I don't know, maybe the day after Christmas isn't the time to try to contact the postal service. They're busy, I'm sure. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna let it ride. I think everything is working. I am getting forwarded mail from uh, the old address, and I am going in and updating addresses as I as needed with these people. So uh, anyway, postal service uh, technically they're getting the job done. They just don't seem to be aware that they're getting the job done. And the result of that is they are causing more work for themselves to bring me more mail saying that uh, it's not all verified, even though it is, according to their website. So, uh, ah, it's annoying. But uh, again, I think, uh, I, think, I think we'll be okay. So yeah, still sort of finishing up the move. The move from Chapel Springs to Midway, from the house Kiki and I sort of lived in together to the house that she has lived in for 15 years and that I am now moving into. And uh, so I, I'm kind of invading her space with me and my stuff. Uh, just a little bit of my stuff, but enough stuff that it makes a difference. Uh, and so far, it's uh, it's working out pretty good. Uh, I uh, I don't mind being here at all. Uh, there's a couple little things. Uh, the internet is slower here, and uh, one of the ways I'm trying to fix that is with a Verizon Wi-Fi hotspot. Now, uh, I've, uh, I I th I started thinking about this as a solution a few days ago and went and got one. Um, what I was uh, what I thought was weird was that. There's no device that I'm aware of, and the guy at the Verizon store confirmed there's this doesn't exist. Um, there's no device that you can go to. You can't just go to Verizon and get a, a little piece of hardware that you bring home and you plug it into the wall, and it receives data from the cell towers and then makes that available as Wi-Fi in your home that's designed to simply be plugged into the wall and left there. All, they, they have devices that do that. I have one right here. I'll be uploading this podcast using my Verizon Jetpack Wi-Fi hotspot. The weird thing about it is it has a battery in it. It's designed for portable use, right? So I should be able to unplug this from the charger and take it with me wherever I go. And as long as I can get Verizon cell signal, I have Wi-Fi. So if I had a laptop or an iPad or something that needed Wi-Fi, I have it wherever I go. Um, and I got that so that I wouldn't necessarily have to use my phone's Wi-Fi hotspot just to get better internet. I tried that and wow, the difference in internet speed when using either my phone's built-in Wi-Fi hotspot or this new Jetpack hotspot it's ridiculously faster than the uh, DSL internet that I am able to get here at this house. It's the only wired option for internet here is DSL. And it gets you about six megabits per second of download speeds and less than one megabit per second of upload speeds, which is pretty piss poor in today's world. And with the Verizon Jetpack Wi-Fi hotspot, I'm getting over 60 megabits per second download and almost 7 megabits per second upload. Big time better than the DSL. Um, I went to use it on a video call with my mom, my dad, and my sister on Christmas Eve, and it worked for about 30 seconds, and then it cut out while I was in the middle of a video call. So I had to switch over to the DSL to keep the call going. So I was kind of annoyed by that. I'm a little worried. Like, I'm planning to use this to do video 
calling. For example, when Gary and I record Small Things Considered, I'm going to want this for better upload and download speed so that our call works better and sounds better and all that. So, I mean, I hope it works when we record Small Things Considered, but it did not work the other day. Also, I quickly, very quickly ran out of the 15 gigabytes of uh, data that you are given as part of my Verizon plan for your Wi-Fi hotspot. I have unlimited talk, text, and data for the phone, but for the hotspot, it's limited to 15 gigabytes. We watched a movie, I watched some YouTube videos, and boom, 15 gigabytes, gone. So I have upgraded the plan to get me like 100 gigabytes, and we'll see how long that lasts. But uh, anyway, uh, the internet is faster right now. Hopefully it won't take super long to upload this episode later tonight. Uh, um, another part of the move from Chapel Springs to Midway, I had to get the motorcycle from there to here. I haven't done that yet. And boy, I should have done that a while back. But there was so many things in the garage here at the new place that there was no room for the bike. So I didn't want to bring it over here unless I had a place to put it. And we finally got that cleaned up uh, and I was able to bring the bike over, which means, uh, yeah, I rode the bike from one farm to the other, which is it's only like a 15 minute ride. Um, but it was also like 15 degrees outside when I did that, uh, maybe 20. Either way, really cold. Doesn't take long to get super cold uh, on a bike in 20 degree weather. So that was fun. And the uh, another thing, another thing with moving uh, is that it's cold in this house. Now, uh, the thermostat at the old place, I was kind of in charge of it. And I insisted that we keep it around 67 degrees pretty much year round. I want it nice and cold in the summer to be refreshing when you come inside from the heat into the AC. And in the winter, 67 feels warm to me especially in that house. So on that house with that thermostat and that heating and air conditioning system, 67 to me was pretty much perfect year round. Here at this house, Kiki's got a, a routine. She, uh, she cools it down when, she's when she leaves in the morning because she's gone most of the day, most days, and she warms it back up when she gets home. And what that means is uh, she turns the thermostat down to like 65, 67 when she's gone. And when she gets back home, she'll raise it up to like 70, 71. And even at 71 degrees on the thermostat in this house, it's, it, to me, it feels cold. Certainly colder than it ever felt to me at the other place where I kept the thermostat at 67. So uh, it's, it's kind of interesting to me because Kiki always complained about how cold it was at the other house. I'm now finding myself feeling cold at the new house where she's in charge of the thermostat. Now, that's just, uh, that's just odd. To me, uh, I, I'm not complaining about it. I like it colder, uh, but I, I, I'm I trying to get Kiki to acknowledge that it is colder in this house than it is in the other house, but she disagrees. So I'm not quite sure what's going on there. But um, yeah. And uh, lastly, on uh, moving and Christmas and stuff, uh, I did, uh, I had this pile of uncut, or I should say unchopped firewood at the, uh, the house we were moving out of. Uh, a pretty big pile, an entire tree that fell down on a disc golf course. I was able to cut it into logs, load it in my truck and bring it home. And I had plans to chop it up at some point. We had a fireplace there, we rarely used it, no hurry, no uh, whatever on it. So I just kind of let it sit there. And as we're moving out, I, I, I think I had the option of just leaving that wood there. And the people that owned the place that we were moving out of wouldn't have minded uh, if there was a big pile of firewood there. But then I thought, I mean, I know people that heat their homes with wood. They might appreciate a pile of firewood, particularly my ex-wife, Angela, who heats with wood, uh, doesn't have a ton of money. And uh, and I ended up with a free day on a Sunday that I wasn't expecting. I thought I'm going to have some stuff to do. 
ended up didn't have some things to do. So I, uh, I grabbed the pile of wood, threw it into my trailer, and uh, brought it over to Angela's house uh, sort of as a surprise. Uh, and she wasn't home. I, uh, I called her and said, hey, where would you like me to put this pile of wood? Uh, and she sounded incredibly thankful. She didn't have a ton of wood around. So either she uh, was about to run out or had been using electric baseboard heat or whatever. Either way, she was very appreciative of the pile of wood. So I was, uh, I was glad I didn't let that wood go to waste, which is what would have happened if I had just left it at the other house. Uh, am I doing three things or am I doing more like eight or nine things tonight? I think I'm doing a bunch of things. Uh, it's kind of a year end show and I just got a lot of little things to talk about. So uh, that's where we start it with all of that stuff. I've got more bigger things to talk about right after the break. You be, you be, you be you. Take about the This will be thing number, I don't know, three, four, whatever it is. Um, but at this time of year, the holidays wrapping up, right? Uh, Jesus is the reason for the season, according to Christians. Uh, I have a question. Does who has, it, who has it worse? Atheists at this time of year or Christians that have to deal with atheists? The jury's out. I'm not sure what the answer is. Uh, and here's why I bring this up. Um, just, you know, uh, Facebook F posts on Facebook about atheists. Uh, there's been a couple of them and I just want to go over what's going on for me on my Facebook. Um, the first thing that happened, uh, was this guy I know who actually, I, I take that back. I don't know this guy. He's not a real friend. He's a Facebook friend. And, uh, uh, I know him through many, many mutual friends on Facebook. He knows a bunch of musicians that I know. So uh, I'm willing to accept friend requests from anybody that is in the music world or the comedy world or the theater world. I see Facebook as a promotional tool for the most part. That's kind of how I use Facebook these days. Um, but this guy, his name is Barry. He uh, posted on Facebook uh, that he... Um, he, 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 I can't quote this quote, this uh, post, because he's taking it down, which is part of the story. But basically, he said, out of the blue, unprovoked, here's a post from this guy. He said, if you are an atheist, keep your mouth shut this time of year. You are offending Christians. I think it was a little bit more wordy than that, and I might not have it exactly right, but that was the gist of his post. Uh, and this was posted about a week or so before Christmas. So... I don't normally get involved with, you know, snarky atheist Christian type of discussions on Facebook anymore. I used to do that quite a bit as I was uh, newly realizing that I was an atheist, am an atheist. Uh, I was more than happy to debate and discuss and argue many finer points of that. Uh, but I'm not, I'm not really trying to shove it down anybody's throat anymore. Uh, it is what it is. Uh, so... I was perplexed by this post, though, you know, as a Christian, basically telling atheists to keep their mouths shut because we're offending them. I, I was curious. I wanted to know. So I commented and asked, what could an atheist say that would offend him? And he responded with a short list of things that he's heard atheists say that are ruining the season for him and other Christians. Uh, and his list of things that atheists are offending them with uh, was things like happy holidays, happy festivus, Christmas is a pagan holiday. Those are quotes that I remember verbatim from his answer to my question. And I found it odd that that was so offensive 
to a Christian. So I commented on that and said, basically, if an atheist saying happy holidays offends you or other Christians, to me, it says more about the Christian than it does about the atheist. If we're ruining your holiday by saying happy holidays, then that's your problem, not our problem as atheists. Uh, and I was, uh, of course, eagerly, and I knew this was a bit snarky, um, but uh, I, I went ahead and let it fly. Uh, and you know what he did? Deleted all of those comments. Gone. The entire thread of comments that I sort of started on this post. And uh, so I commented again, and I said, I don't normally get snarky with people on Facebook about religion and atheism unless they tell me what to say and what not to say. And then I said, very sincerely, Merry Christmas. And that post got a, a little love-like thing, right? So I, I took that to mean, all right, we're good, because uh, I really wasn't trying to ruin your Christmas, uh, just pointing out that your faith probably should be strong enough to deal with it when an atheist takes the time to tell you happy holidays. And then the entire post goes away. I can't find it. It doesn't exist on Facebook anymore. Uh, and that, that, I mean, I'm guessing this Christian, Barry, uh, probably got some other comments that maybe pointed out that his point of view was maybe a little less than Christ-like. That's my thought on it. Anyway, uh, so, so there was that. Um, then uh, there was another post on Facebook uh, that's not necessarily related to Christmas, but uh, it's just a uh, it's a meme. It looks like Joe Friday, maybe, uh, and, or maybe uh, maybe it's a uh, um, uh, Hitchcock. Uh, what's that show? The Times, uh, the the Twilight Zone. Yeah, the Twilight Zone guy. Uh, he comes on, and the the meme is that guy standing there saying, "Imagine if you will." An atheist stuck at a green light behind a car with a honk if you love Jesus bumper sticker. Ooh. Uh, I, I was curious. I wasn't going to say anything. But then I saw the comments and the comments were things like, ooh, to blow the horn or not to blow the horn. Existential crisis. Patience, grasshopper. So, I mean, in case you're curious, uh, what would an atheist think? What would they do? If they were behind a car that had that bumper sticker on it, would it be an existential crisis for that atheist? If they honk on the one hand, uh, that means they love Jesus, right? It's what the bumper sticker says. So if they honk, somebody else is going to think they love Jesus. If they don't honk the horn, that car is just sitting there at a green light being unsafe, right, could very easily cause an accident because cars coming up to a green light are expecting cars at the green light to go. And when they don't, you have a differential of speed that could result in an accident. So should the atheist do something about that? Should they honk to wake the person up and make them go uh, or not? Uh, I, I, here's the deal. Uh, I, I can't not speak for every atheist, but for me, not a crisis at all because me honking my horn doesn't actually mean I love Jesus. That's not what it means. It means you need to pay attention. It is to get your attention as another driver. Uh, that's it. Uh, and whether you drive away thinking, ha ha, got that atheist to believe in, to say he believes in Christ, uh, it, it, or not doesn't matter to me what you think about what I believe doesn't matter to me and uh, I kind of feel like what I think uh, you believe about your beliefs shouldn't matter to you uh, but eh, they might either way not an existential crisis so I commented as such and that one pretty much got left alone uh, at least it's still up there on on Facebook and last but not least uh, a comedian that I know, I met one time, they're from California, his name is Joseph, uh, and uh, I booked him on a show at an open mic uh, in Virginia back in like 2018, 2017, 
And so we're friends on Facebook as a result. Uh, and every year he posts, uh, or he doesn't post, he sends out a message to everybody he's friends with on Facebook. So I get this post from him every Christmas day uh, from Joseph. And in 2018, it said, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year's. Cool. The next year, 2019, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year's. This time I responded. I just said, back at you, dude. Uh, then in 2020, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year's. Uh, cool. I didn't say anything on that one. Then in 2021, he changed it up a bit. He said, Merry Christmas or whatever you celebrate this time of the year and a Happy New Year's. If you don't celebrate, celebrate, please disregard. And he misspelled disregard, but who cares? Uh, so I just said back at you, Joe. Then this year, to, 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 yesterday, I got another Facebook message from him. My yearly Merry Christmas from Joe the Comedian out in California. This time he says, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year's, or whatever you celebrate this time of year. If you are easily offended by this, please ignore. And so this time I responded with a little bit more. I said, I'm a very left-wing atheist comedian. I am not offended by anything. I don't celebrate anything this time of year. Thanks for reaching out and wishing me a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you as well. I'm aware there's a bunch of people out there that can't handle it when people wish them a Merry Christmas, but I don't personally know any of them. Do you personally know people that get offended by this stuff? And according to him, his response says, I send the same message to everyone I have on Facebook. I've had a few complaints. That's why I started adding a statement like that at the end. It's just ridiculous to me that there's people offended by Merry Christmas as well as Happy Holidays. Like, if you're an atheist, what do you say? Uh, best to just let it go. Let everybody else be themselves and uh, don't wish them a Happy Holidays or a Merry Christmas. Or do, and who cares how they feel about it? I don't know. Uh, it's, I mean, so either Christians are offended or atheists are offended. I, I, I can't, I, I can't muster up the energy to be offended by any of it. I think it's funny. I think it's hilarious that there's this much of a uh, an issue for people. Uh, and uh, I guess I'm not helping because I just made it a thing on my podcast, but. Uh, all of those sort of culminated for me in the last few days, and I figured I'd mention it. All right, the next thing. Whew, uh, I've been making some changes, right? I moved, uh, and as a result of this move, I'm going to pay significantly less each month to live. Uh, I had to put stuff in storage, so I have to pay for that. But this place is basically rent-free. Uh, and so my uh, monthly costs have reduced uh, and uh, I'm kind of looking for more ways to save money. Uh, I'd like to get uh, I don't have a ton of credit card debt, but I'd like to get what I do have paid down to nothing. And I think I'll be able to do that within the next 12 months uh, just from all the money I'll be saving. It's pretty great. And I thought, how can I save even more? And one of the one of the things I started looking at was all of the streaming uh, platforms that I subscribe to. And I went in and canceled several that I, I don't even, uh, there's some that I've never watched, uh, some that I rarely, if ever, watch and don't care about. Uh, so I've already saved another 30 or 40 bucks a month just by canceling ones I don't need. And now I'm looking at the ones that I do want to keep subscribing to, and I'm trying to decide. And for those of you that have listened to me for a while are going to maybe be surprised to find that Spotify is on the the list of ones I'm still deciding on. Do I want to keep paying for Spotify? I have been a Spotify user since it was in beta testing before there was a pay option when it was free and there was a ton of artists that were not available on Spotify yet. I was on it uh, and loving it. I've been in on Spotify since the beginning. I've been paying for uh, a family plan on Spotify for quite a while now. Uh, so that Kiki can use it, my daughter, my mom, my dad, my cousin. They, we can all use Spotify for 15 bucks a month. It seems like a hell of a value. But I, I've recently decided that podcasts are better on the Apple Podcast app. So I don't really use Spotify for podcasts anymore. Just for little things about how easy it is to use in the car, Apple Podcasts is just better. 
So Spotify for me is really just for music. And, you know, I'm an Amazon Prime subscriber, so I get Amazon Prime music. Uh, Because of Verizon, I get Apple Music for free. Uh, I have Spotify. And because I'm also a YouTube Premium subscriber, which, by the way, if you're not subscribing to YouTube Premium for 15 bucks a month, you might try it. Uh, it, I use YouTube more than any other video streaming service uh, that I pay for. I watch it literally every day, uh, and I, I learn stuff. I'm entertained by stuff. There's comedy. There's movies. There's shows. There's uh, informative videos. There's uh, BMX and motorcycles and skiing videos and fail videos and cat videos. I mean, I could do YouTube. If you took all of my video streaming services away except for one, I would ask you to leave me with YouTube. Uh, and as a result of my YouTube premium subscription, by the way, no ads, free. Uh, you can download videos to watch them offline, and you can watch videos while you're doing other stuff on your phone. It's pretty great. Uh, but you also get YouTube music as part of the deal with YouTube premium. And it's not just YouTube videos that have the song in them. It's basically just like Spotify, except it's YouTube music. And it's got all the same. I haven't stumped it yet. I haven't been able. In fact, it's got songs that you, that Spotify doesn't have like Neil Young, for example. Uh, it still doesn't have Garth Brooks. He's like the other holdout. Um, but it's uh, YouTube music is pretty stout and it's the sound quality is great. I mean, it's about the same as Spotify. It's not high resolution or anything, but it's uh, it's ability to recommend songs based on the songs I like or the artists that I like is maybe not quite as awesome as Spotify, but it's pretty damn good. It also doesn't have as much data on me as Spotify has. Spotify knows what music I've been listening to basically since Spotify started. So it's pretty good at telling me, uh, hey, here's a song you might like. YouTube is still learning. And it's like starting over completely from scratch, telling it what bands that I like, liking songs, creating playlists and all that stuff. It's like starting over again, which on the one hand is annoying that it just doesn't know. It's also uh, a way to do a fresh start, right? My, my Spotify is kind of messy at this point. I got a ton of playlists uh, and, you know, it's just there's a lot going on in my Spotify. So I was, I've been thinking about I've been thinking about it. I had a I had a text typed up to all of the people on my family plan that explained my thinking why I was going to cancel Spotify. I mean, I was ready to hit send uh, when I realized, no, you know, because I have this family plan, uh, 15 bucks a month, it's not like I can't afford it. I can totally afford it. And it's bringing joy to people. It's making it easy for my daughter to listen to any song she wants. I find that to be an important thing. And if I canceled it, could she handle 10 or 15 bucks a month? It would suck for her to have to build that into her budget. Uh, Kiki, my girlfriend, uses my Spotify family plan. uh, And I would become her tech support for whatever other music service she might start using as a result. Uh, Just so I can save 15 bucks a month? No, not worth it. So I am going to continue as a Spotify subscriber. So it's, it's still on the list. I'm still thinking about it. I'm considering it. I am primarily using YouTube music now, though. Uh, I, uh, I also have been uh, in, in the sort of in the same boat, a Sirius XM subscriber. I used to subscribe to both XM and Sirius when they were separate services I paid for both. I had hardware for both in my car, and I listened to both every day while I'm driving all the time. Uh, and when Howard Stern jumped on and when they merged into Sirius XM, I continued listening to it every day. Uh, I haven't been listening to Howard Stern much. Uh, I, I listen to music as described before on Spotify or YouTube Music. Uh, I don't really use Sirius XM as a main source for music, although it's nice on a road trip to have radio happening. I've always been a fan of radio DJs playing songs that they love to play, which is what happens on the music channels on Sirius XM. So, uh, but I don't listen to that much anymore and I don't listen really to Howard. I'm not against it, not offended, but in fact, 
Howard's interview on, uh, which is on HBO Max with Bruce Springsteen, it's over two hours and it's mesmerizing. Just wonderful. You're going to learn a lot about Bruce Springsteen, a lot about Howard Stern, and it is a lot about the music making process. And you're going to hear Bruce in a very personal interview playing some songs and talking about them and talking about his life. And it's, it's a wonderful interview. It's what Howard Stern is the best at. But I don't really listen to Howard on a daily basis. Uh, most of what he does uh, when he's not doing amazing interviews like that is uh, talking with uh, his crew. And that just, I don't know, to me, I'm, I'm bored by that these days. Uh, so I don't really listen to baseball on it. Uh, I mean, I just haven't found much reason to listen to my Sirius XM. And I have it in, the, in my truck and I have it in my streaming app. And it's like over 20 bucks a month for Sirius XM. So Despite the fact that I have been a subscriber since the beginning, I was pretty much ready to cancel SiriusXM. Uh, and I, I know what they do. They, they do not make it easy to cancel. I went to SiriusXM. I went to the uh, my account page, and it says how to cancel. It says click here to chat with a live agent to discuss your options. So I went into the live chat which, unlike the Postal Service, worked. A person, a bot, a robot, an algorithm answered me right away. And I said, I'm looking to cancel my SiriusXM. And it said, why? Uh, I said, I don't listen to it anymore. And it said, uh, you know, what are some reasons you would want to cancel it? I said, I already told you. It finally connected me to a human. I explained the same thing. Uh, and I, I was very fully aware that they were going to try to give me a cheaper monthly rate to keep me as a subscriber. Number of subscribers is huge. They're a publicly traded company. When that number goes up, it's good. When it goes down, it's bad. And so they do everything they can to keep those subscribers, even if it means making a little bit less money each month. And I've been through this many times with them. When you call to cancel, they will definitely offer you a better price. And really, I knew that going in and I was ready to simply say no. I do not listen to it anymore. I don't need it. I don't want to keep paying for it. Uh, and I told him that. And uh, he said, I'm very sorry to hear that. Sorry to see you go, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and I'm thinking, cool, this is going to be over here in a minute. And I will no longer be a subscriber to SiriusXM. And then he said, how about five bucks a month for the next 12 months? I said, yeah, that's good. Let's do it. And two minutes later, the chat's over and I'm continue to be a scrub subscriber and I'm only paying five bucks a month. And then a year from now, I won't notice when it goes back up to 20 bucks a month uh, and until, uh, until I'm looking to cut costs again and then I'll call them again or chat online with them again and they'll do it again. Uh, so that's a pro tip for anybody who's a SiriusXM subscriber. Uh, if you're if you're thinking you're paying too much for that service, just call them to cancel uh, and try to resist the offer they will make. There you go. My car's been in the shop for about three weeks after I hit the deer. Uh, finally got it into the body shop, and uh, it's uh, I guess got it back last week, uh, the week before Christmas. Uh, and it is so nice to be driving my tiny little Subaru again. I've been driving my F-150 every day for three weeks, uh, which the timing on this was great because I had all these things to move from the house to the house to the storage and all that. So I used the hell out of my truck, probably would have drove it a lot anyway. And the fact that my car wasn't there was no big deal. But man, is it nice to have the car back. That little car, just the difference between driving the F-150 to driving the Subaru Crosstrek, it's like having a whip, man. That thing just, it's so quick and responsive and fun to drive. It's why I bought the car, and it's just a reminder again of just how much fun it is. I love having both vehicles, and uh, I'm, I'm, in fact... My car has the, um, you know, the flappy paddles, like the, the gear shifting paddles. It's not a stick shift. It's an automatic, right? Most of the time, I just put it in drive and do my thing. Um, but since I've gotten it back, uh, I've decided to have a little bit more fun with the driving experience. So I put it in manual mode. It doesn't have a clutch. So all you got to do is, you know, you're in charge of when you upshift and downshift. So you can accelerate a little bit faster. You can downshift when you're slowing down, coming up to a stop sign or a stoplight, which, by the way, downshifting is underrated. Uh, if, you, if you have a stick shift car, and most of you don't, but if you do, 
and you're not downshifting, you're missing half the fun uh, because that's when you get more power, you use less brakes, uh, your engine can handle it. Downshifting is awesome. Uh, so I've been doing that and just enjoying driving even more than I normally do. Uh, and it's not a it's not a sports car. It's not a super fast car. It's just a tiny little modern car that is so much more fun to drive than the truck. Uh, so yeah, it's nice to have the option. It's nice to have the option to, to get most of the stick shift experience without having to have a stick shift. Like if I don't feel like, you know, shifting with the flappy paddles on the steering wheel, I just put it back in automatic mode and boom, now I can light a cigarette. I can eat food while I drive. Uh, you know, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty great having best of both worlds. So, uh, if, uh, if I, it makes me think, would I get a stick shift if I could? They're very hard to find these days. And uh, I tried to get one when I got this car, just not available. And I knew I wanted the car. So I got I got this one instead. Uh, I, I think I'm happy. I, make, I think I'm okay. Uh, don't get me wrong. Uh, if a stick shift was available, I think I'd probably go for it. But the fact that I don't have one isn't bothering me. Last but not least, the last thing on my list of things to wrap up the year. Uh, a month or a couple months ago, I had a guest on, uh, or I should say, I was a guest on another podcast called Two Old Bucks. Um, you may remember it from a few episodes ago. It was episode 107. So, uh, you know, been about two months since that happened. I was a guest on their show, and then we put it as an episode of this show. Uh, and it's, uh, it's, it's a, the, the way I got in touch with these guys was through my mother, who lives in Florida, and one of her neighbor friends is uh, Dell on this podcast. And uh, she, they started talking about his podcast and she's like, Hey, my son has a podcast. And then sort of, she connected us and we're like, sure, let's combine forces. I'll be on your show and your show. I'll rebroadcast re it on my show. And we just had a good time talking about podcasting and the world and things like that. Uh, and uh, ever since then, my mom will typically text me and say, hey, did you listen to Two Old Bucks this week? And most of the time, the answer is no. I mean, I have only so many hours in the car, and uh, there's a shit ton of podcasts that I like to listen to. If I'm heavily into a book, an audio book, I might not listen to much other than that for weeks at a time. Uh, I listen to, I've been listening to more music while driving here lately, and uh, YouTube music, you know, really getting into that. Uh, so uh, it's got to be like top echelon podcast for me to take time to listen to it. Uh, I listen to the news, uh, NPR News every morning, Wall Street Journal and NPR News every afternoon. Wait, wait, don't tell me on the weekends. 20,000 Hertz, my favorite podcast of all time. Uh, those are the, I'm always listening to those if there's a new one out. Um, but when two old bucks comes out, it's going to have to be something that grabs my attention. And this week, their episode title grabbed my attention uh, because it mentioned the fabulous hubcaps. They were doing a stump the buck thing where one of them said, hey, if I say the fabulous hubcaps, what do you think it is? And it was like a multiple choice. And uh, the other person kind of basically got it. Uh, but when they said it's a it's a band, uh, it's a band that. Uh, it is around today, touring band uh, that plays 50s and 60s, maybe some 70s tunes. Uh, they they basically play golden the golden oldies and they play them really, really well. You would think maybe you're listening to the original, but you're watching a live band play these songs that the original live band, they're probably dead, right? So uh, the Fabulous Hubcaps, they are, uh, they, uh, that band has been around quite a while. I, I first saw this band play live at a bar uh, in D.C. or Alexandria, someplace like that. My parents took me with them. They were fans. And uh, we went to a bar to see this band play. And, you know, my dad used to always play 50s and 60s, golden oldies. That radio station in the D.C. area was almost all he listened to. We had a mixtape uh, and it's it's all he wanted to listen to and i love that music so when 
the fabulous hubcaps were playing in this bar. I was nine years old and I was singing along with every song they were playing. I knew all the words and they were uh, enamored with me as this little kid who knew all the words to these songs. I got to talk to the lead singer uh, and he actually gave me his t-shirt. He took his sweaty t-shirt off and gave it to me uh, and uh, like between sets. I came back to the table and my mom and the other women around were like, oh my God, let me touch the shirt. Uh, and uh, so I, I've been a big fan of the Fabulous Hubcap since then. Now, what I remember was their sax player, uh, who I just couldn't take my eyes off. Uh, I mean, I was only nine, so it, I hesitate to say I found her hot or sexy. But as I remember it, I couldn't take my eyes off her. Uh, there was something special about that woman. Uh, and she was absolutely beautiful and highly talented with a great voice. Uh, so... Yeah, the Fabulous Subcaps. I saw them several times after that as a teenager, as an adult. They would play like holiday balls and things like that, uh, fairs. Uh, uh, they did a 4th of July thing. I've seen them play a bunch of times. If you ever have a chance, uh, I agree with you, Dell, that the Fabulous Hubcaps are awesome and that if you have a chance to see them, go buy a ticket. Uh, just exactly like Dell said on Two Bucks, uh, Two Old Bucks podcast, uh, you're getting the same information here. I just want to say ditto. And I think that's it. I think that's in my entire list of stuff I wanted to cover in this uh, episode 112, the final episode of uh, this year, 2022. Uh, next week, you, uh, if you're paying attention, you will see a new episode of Small Things Considered, the other podcast that I host with my friend Gary Hawthorne. Uh, and we will have a bunch of small things to consider, and it will be out next Tuesday. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, please go to Facebook's uh, our, our Facebook group for Small Things Considered. It's Small Things Considered Podcast. It's a group. Uh, you can join it. You can join in the discussion. If you can submit small things for us to consider on that show, uh, if you you can also email us. By the way, Small Things Considered Podcast at gmail.com. If you have things you would like me to know or to talk about, or if you have any feedback on this podcast, it's three things with JR at gmail.com. Send me a note, drop me a line, let me know uh, how you're doing. And of course, like, subscribe, uh, follow, write a review, do anything you can to help me grow this podcast, get more listeners uh, and become world famous uh, and all of that. So that's the goal. Uh, also, come see me play a Nazi in Stanton in March. Okay, I really should shut up now. Uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy New Year. Uh, catch you next time. You be, you be, you be you. Take all your chances to tell your truth. You be, you.